0: If you can go up Anyone goes up against Vader And doesn't die You're strong as fuck That's my point of view Yep You, you threw lettuce at Vader And got away with it
1: <laughs> Dude you're strong as fuck man. Vader's trying to tell stand up jokes Throw tomatoes at him <laughs> What? <laughs> there has been an awakening Have you felt it? Here. These guys are so funny. Hello. Holy shit. Thanks, C3 face and R2 Dickhead. Hello there. Looking. Okay. Found someone you have, I would say.
0: <laughs> hey. May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy Rogue Squadron Podcast. What's going on? I'm Mopar. I'm Commander Cody. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm
1: so lady. 80. Wow, man. Shit. I feel like every time, every episode, we say the number, I'm like, man, there's so many episodes. It's just every time I feel that way. Yeah. I just can't believe it's still happening. It's <sighs> no one can. off the train. Everyone yet. listening. It's like, believe. guys, please stop. 85. <laughs> that's it. End 85. It. Tops 87. I, I don't even want. Nope. Can't handle it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We are unfortunately not live on Twitch this evening. Um, if you listen to the past two episodes, we got a new setup. So we have a few kinks we got to work out, and I didn't want to spend my focus trying to deal with video. I just wanted to actually record the episode for once and not have to like do technical work. So we're just audio today. Just the voices. 99% of people only listen to audio anyway, so it's not that big of a fucking deal, but I am a little upset. Then we'll podcast drunker than most.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. As we do every episode on, on 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 some of the episodes, we don't. But every episode, we do a review. We're going beer right review. there real quick. Yeah, why not?
1: What happened? What happened this week? It's really nice out. Best weather that Ohio gets all year is yeah. right now. We like, talked about that. It's been m- the past few weeks. Mid-70s. It's just
0: it's chilly in the morning. Throughout the day, it's perfect. Sunny. I mean, it's just perfect
1: out. Yeah. So, I love no, it. No, uh, uh, a few episodes ago, we were saying interesting or unknown facts about ourselves. Do you have another one of those you want to dish out?
0: Um, Sure. Uh, let's see. So a long fucking time ago in a galaxy right real, now real real close real real familiar <laughs> to everybody. Um <clears throat> I actually was a student ambassador in high school for the United States and I went on a student ambassador like program in Western Europe. I remember that so I was very jealous. I, I was gone for like a month, a full month or something. I went to England, France, Belgium, Germany, Netherlands, Switzerland and ended up in Italy because we missed our flight, but yeah, I got to see, like, everything from Stonehenge to Amsterdam to the Louvre. Uh, this was—it was all the way back in, like, 2004 or 5, so it was a long time ago, but I did get to go overseas and do a crazy nonsense. You know what's funny is the one—the biggest thing—I don't remember a lot of it, honestly, and I didn't take pictures back then because I didn't give a fuck because I was 14 and a right. guy, and no one cares. Right. But the— uh, We didn't have
1: iPhones or anything that shit.
0: yeah. I didn't have a cell phone over there I had a calling card right
1: I remember that wow those days like
0: yeah I I had a calling card called my mom once and I left her a voicemail I missed them because I was like eight hours away so I I didn't like calculate it out right Um, but my mom still to this day has that voicemail Oh, she saved it? Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> that, what a mom move, but yeah. yeah, I called her from Germany. It Moms was like the first that. it was like the first week I called her, and then it was like three three weeks straight of nothing. I could have been <laughs> just dead and murdered, but um Yeah. So I would I would go ahead and say Switzerland was my favorite. Just the physical beauty of Switzerland, yeah. the Swiss Alps are, is astonishing. Really? Um the More English, than the Rocky Mountains. Oh yeah. Really? The Rocky Mountains are like Aggressive and it's just non-stop. The Swiss Alps is like, well, there's I'm sure there's parts of the, yeah. the Rocky. The Rockies are so long. But um, we stayed on the mountain in like this shining hotel. It was, it was just like that. But the road up there was so steep and back and forth. Our bus, it was like a half lane road. And the bus had to like go back and forth up this mountain. And we got to the top. But our bus driver's name was Bus. <laughs> Bust the bus driver. Bust the bus driver, and he was a—I uh, think he was from Holland. Um, yeah, and he was amazing. This the stuff that this dude did with this bus, and in the little, <laughs> I was like, the one—the one fuck up was he—he he got the bus stuck in between two buildings in Amsterdam. He tried. He went down this alleyway to get away from the traffic and the buildings just for some fucking reason weren't spaced equally <laughs> apart and they got thinner and That's thinner. That's how they
1: are back there. Yeah. Because well,
0: they were all built before cars. So. Right, right.
1: Yeah. I've seen episodes of Top Gear where they're like, they. it was one episode where they were like, it was like a rally, not rally because rally is like mainly back roads and shit, but it was like a race through the streets of Italy. Mm-hmm. And there was, and they had to take the smallest cars that they could like, the Fiat and stuff. Yeah. And there was a lot of, lot of spots where they couldn't even, like, make it through two buildings or make a turn because this shit just, like, didn't work. Yeah. Got to take a motorbike around there. Yep. Yeah, that's...
0: So, yeah, phys- physically, uh, Switzerland was my favorite. The people in Jealous Switzerland trip. were awesome. The people in England were awesome. I got to stay with, like, a host family in England. Um, they were amazed at my basketball skills. It was me and a buddy... <laughs> Uh, that I went with the, on the trip um, yeah. And we, we just shot around one day We had like a fucking flock Of people start showing <laughs> yeah, up It was just one on one It was just me and him And they're like God I didn't know Oh like- American Yeah <laughs> know. Was that English? <laughs> no that Was your best English? No Oh
1: American um, I did that on purpose
0: No but yeah That's fun it, uh, Stonehenge was pretty cool to see I don't know Overrated I was not a big fan of Amsterdam it Sorry guys, it was really dirty and it was smelly. Maybe
1: you through the Cause wrong Because like spots. every
0: every street has like a canal in right. between it, because the whole city is or below sea level. So they have all these canals and waterways that like funnel water out away from the city. It just stinks. I don't. Why the hell would you build a city if it's under sea level? Uh, Saint or uh, uh, I wonder
1: stuff like that all the time.
0: Louisiana. What's the I can't. My Baton my, Rouge. No. Baton Rouge is I that don't where know. where the uh, Mardi Gras happens? Oh. Why can't I think of the name of it? I can't either.
1: And it's a big jazz area, and I really probably should know.
0: That city's underwater, too. The one that Katrina hit. Jesus. Not Katrina. Um, Yeah, Katrina. Katrina. Oh, yeah. God, I don't know. Sorry. I'm going to look it up. More blanking on the goddamn most famous (laughs) city in the south. But, um, yeah, that city's also underwater.
1: It's below sea level. The capital's Baton Rouge. Is that the city that I'm thinking of? No. It's south. (laughs) Just search Mardi Gras City. Major cities, Louisiana. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is not Louisiana Squad Pod, so I don't really know that. I'm not that embarrassed. Yeah. New Orleans. New Orleans. Jesus. Jesus. Us. <laughs> but yeah. New, what do we do? I haven't
0: even opened the beer yet. I know. New Orleans <laughs> is undersea level, just like Amsterdam. And that's why when Katrina came right, through, right,
1: right. it damaged like a couple of the levees. Yeah. And the whole thing just came flooding in. Yeah, it was like, no, nope. It. Um, yeah, I'm jealous of that trip. A lot of my close friends have been overseas, um, and a lot of them quite often. I know Butterclone goes over once a year. We have a buddy, Nate, who plays uh, professional basketball, and he's kind of skipped around a few of the countries over the years. He and played... Butterclone goes to visit him. For Tel year. Aviv. Mm-hmm. He
0: played for... Germany. Germany. He played for Spain last year. Mm-hmm. So actually, when he was playing uh, for Tel Aviv, he... Did a preseason game against the Cavs, so we got to guard LeBron James in so Cleveland. So That's so crazy.
1: But this isn't
0: a LeBron James podcast.
1: And so I f- haven't been overseas. I'm so jealous of everybody. So that's Wait, on my goal. you never? Um, only Canada. That doesn't count. Caribbean? Only uh, Bahamas. But that was a cruise. So we like docked in Nassau for like six hours and then left. You've also been to Mexico. Cancun. Oh, yeah. That's so recent. I forget. But I'm talking um, overseas anywhere Europe. else. I'm talking about Europe. Yeah,
0: I'd like to go to Australia. Yeah, I don't know. Then there's not too many. Honestly, there's not too many Asian countries that I would like to go to. I would like to see Japan, Tokyo. I've heard is just nuts. Yep. It's it's <laughs> new. I've never even been to New York, but I heard it's New, uh, new York on steroids. Like everything's so fucking new and so just crazy yeah. in your face. Uh, new York's kind of an old old city. Well, it
1: is an old city now. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good fact. Australia, I'd like to go to. My interesting fact is that I have a younger brother, and he's 13 years younger than me, and we have the same birthday. Yeah. Pretty crazy. We're we're the only siblings in our family. There's no one in between or before or after or anything. It's just 13 years apart, happened to be on the same day. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty rare. He was actually here this weekend. We nerded out played some Forza, played some uh, new Game of Thrones card game, which we'll talk about a little later. And he built this awesome Tide Vance prototype Lego, then he forgot it. So I think I'm just going to keep it from now on. I'm <laughs> no, not going to see him until Thanksgiving. It. So it's just like, yeah You should re-gift it for Christmas. <laughs> just <laughs> crush it, put it back in the box without the instructions and give it back. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got you a puzzle. Uh, you that's funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting fact. Um, let's get the beer because I'm thirsty. Alright,
0: uh, today we stopped over at our local grocery store and we purchased Land Grants Goon. It is a strong pale ale. It says it's a seasonal release. And <laughs> so it might be based off, there's a movie on Netflix called Goon. And it's got, uh, it's about hockey. Yeah, it's yeah. actually a really decent movie. It's funny. It's about hockey. It's about
1: uh, this guy. They, they Who's, uh. don't know. Don't even ask me. I've never been interested in hockey at all. Who's the fuckhead
0: in American Pie?
1: <laughs> I've only seen that like once or twice. I it's don't know. It's the blonde-haired
0: guy. Oh, oh uh, Sean William Scott. Yes, Sean William Scott is, is the hockey player that they named Goon. Really? Um, I thought... But it's, it's a, fu- uh, it's a solid movie. Else. It's funny. And it's it got that skinny guy from... Uh, what other things is he in? Road Trip. He's the real skinny kid, the real oh, tall skinny yeah, like yeah, kid. Yeah, 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 He's yeah. hilarious in it. It's a it's a solid movie. I would re- really recommend it to anybody who just feels like fucking around. It's a pretty raunchy movie, but it's it's hilarious. But let's get back to the. Goddamn yeah, I was going to say back to the beer. But Land grants a goon. That's why because it's got little hockey players all over it. Well, the same yeah. guy just jerking it on both sides. <laughs> but uh, it's a seasonal I,
1: release, and it says it's a strong pale ale.
0: Yeah, I don't know what makes it strong. Is it just the ABV,
1: or is it the taste? Or let's see what the ABV uh, is. Here. Like kind of like uh, arrogant bastards, like a strong ale because it's so freaking ballistic. Six point one face.
0: is so it's uh, a little it is above, pretty strong,
1: a little above average. Uh, Land Grant, all of their stuff comes in cans, and I didn't get glasses today since we're doing like a half-assed episode, it. so we're just gonna do it right out of the can. Sniff test a little harder, you know. It smells really strong. It has All right, so the difference between the pale ale and the India pale ale is usually like that citrusy and a lot of extra hops. Yeah. This has this kind of smells like an IPA right out of the yeah. right out of my right out of my nose buds. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess <laughs> right. we're going to taste it. So. Cheers. It's Cheers. Like, it, you can
0: definitely tell it's a seasonal release just by it's like an aluminum can just with like someone's mom wrapped the label around. <laughs>
1: A they standard. got the brewer's like, mom in the back, yeah. just like doing the cans up.
0: 50 more cans before you go. Oh,
1: ma! I didn't know we were in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like Artie from Beer League. Oh, yeah. Or Artie's mom. Woo! That has like a. Uh,
0: wow. A that's bite, really good. Bite to the buds in the back of my mouth. Woo! I really like this.
1: Mike's pissing me off.
0: Commander just got the. Mike the orders to. Execute Order 66 on his mic. Sorry. Drop the mic. Mm. Wow. It's got like a metallic presence there. And it's like biting at my buds. You're not getting that bite. Like after you drink it, it's just like...
1: Yeah. I mean, it it tastes like an IPA. I don't think it's as bitter. It's not nearly as bitter. (sighs) Not as bitter, but it's pretty close, man. Does it have the... uh, I be using her. No, I don't see him. Uh, Goon is a strong American pale ale that scoffs at fruity hop trends and brings a dank and piney. That's what it is. I'm getting some of that piney. Like there's, I've had some. Uh, um, God, what's the not pine? What's the other thing besides pine? Lemongrass. No, <laughs> no I'm not talking about lemongrass again <laughs> today. Pine and another <laughs> like tree limb. Yeah, maple. No, I'll think of it. <laughs> Pine. But that's what I'm tasting. Piney aggression to the ice. Sugar bush. With, <laughs> with Magnum, Northern Brewer, Chinook, Green Bullet hops in tow, Goon lives up to its reputation as a hard hitter. Drop your gloves, take a swig.
0: It is yeah, very I mean, it's solid. definitely good.
1: Um, man, I actually really enjoy this,
0: it's very drinkable. I have, I've never even heard of it. We were looking for uh, a different beer and we we're looking at Land Grant, which is a local brewery, and there was only one of these sitting there. So I figured we'd grab it.
1: Interesting. I Cedar getting- is the other word I'm looking for. Really? I've had an, um, an IPA, I think, by Seventh Son, also here in Columbus, that was like a Cedar Pale Ale or Cedar IPA or something. Um, so it has that kind of taste, like that the aftertaste that kind of sits in the back of your throat. That's that piney flavor that's in there. Uh, It's good. It's not like the most drinkable thing, but it's definitely tasty. It definitely makes me curious. I really like it. I'm definitely pushing a three. Remember the switchblade we had from Four String? Yeah. Kind of that flavor that's in the back. That was an IPA, so that was a little more radical. Not as much. It's not my favorite uh, thing. It's my favorite aftertaste.
0: I've been uh, heavy into the Pale Ales recently. I've been getting uh, Columbus's. The CBC's pale ale is so good. I've been getting that instead of the IPA. Just, you know, it's starting to get a little cooler. IPAs are kind of going to the wayside a little bit. Those are still the most popular types of beer, but it's just those things ruin my mouth. Well, especially and Columbus's but,
1: is like so easy to drink, but it's 7% and it will destroy you very quickly.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of those. I did go home. I'm going to fucking read this. I like it. I don't like it enough for a three. I was going for a two.
1: Yeah. Let me sit on it for a second. Let me also sit on it for a second. I just know, like...
0: <laughs> can we just give it a three for the guy's face? Yeah, he Stir does. Kind
1: of... He's such a goon. He Wait looks, a minute. He, oh, shit. He looks like a failed serial killer. that Now is just playing hockey. Like, he tried to get a mask, but he just messed it up. And
0: He looks like one of your dad's yeah. buddies who's on Facebook. <laughs> and and he's, he just took the only picture he had from 1978. Yeah. He posted it on Facebook, and that's his Soft profile pic. Yeah, yeah, one of
1: my dad's old biker friends. Yeah, it does look like that. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I just know last week we had that Oktoberfest from Sierra Nevada. And as soon as I drank it, I was like, this is going to be a three. I know it is. Let's talk about it for a little bit. And this, as soon as it's it's not really, mm. like we've said before, it's not hit me right right away. Um, it's still good, though. It's still very good. Nah. Yeah, okay. Mm. I do like how just strong me. it is. Let's though. have another one. And then think about it. Um, you said something about Metallica earlier And I said Metallica. we should talk about Metallica Because they've had two new singles out We haven't mentioned it at all oh. They are our favorite bands so We should probably talk about that Second favorite It floats, man There's like three or four that are always in my top Three or four And they just kind of filter depending on what mood I'm in Because I can't listen to Between the Bear and Me every day I can't I can't listen to Metallica every single day I mean, I can I right can. now And I have been right now But it's going to get to a point where like, I'm like Okay, let me get to some like uh, classic rock for a little bit Yeah
0: well, that's kind of like I have BT Bam, Metallica, and Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. And I kind of just float from yep. one spectrum to the other. Exactly. Um, but then again, BT Bam does Pink Floyd covers. They did... Not a lot of them. Whoa, what happened to my voice?
1: <laughs> Not a lot of them.
0: That was executed order 69. <laughs> <laughs> um, this beer is So Metallica, me they, they released two singles off their... New album that will be released next month, I believe. Uh, hardwired to Self Destruct. I'm kind of iffy on that. I don't know. They're just all trying to be hard. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm over
1: it at that point. The album
0: cover's horrific.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Who, they kind of like morphed all four of their faces in and just put some like, color over it. Yeah. It looks wacky. It is what it is. Whatever. It doesn't have to look good. Again, they're what- 55 trying to fucking rock out. So. Right.
0: But it's like, dude, you know how much success you had with the Black Album? And it was fucking just black. Done. You just do like a fucking red album and make it look kind of like blood. I wish they but kind of brought back. Load is kind of blood. Let's get into the goddamn shit. Um, so <laughs> the two singles were Hardwired, Hardwired and Moth Into, into the- Flame. Hardwired was, they, for whatever reason, they always release like their fastest last song of the album first. They did that with their last album, yeah. Apocalypse. Yeah.
1: No, not Apocalypse. Uh. Oh, you mean the song. The song's name Sorry. was Apocalypse, yeah, yeah. but
0: it was the last song, and that's the one that they released first, and it was just crazy, and everyone's like, oh, okay, I hope the entire album's not like that. Some people might enjoy that, because it is thrashy, it's simple, it's loud.
1: Done. And but, I'm glad you brought that up, because those songs for Metallica are kind of like, once you've listened to the album, that's a cool ending. Right. Like, if only, if only thing about, you heard about Metallica was "Dyers Eve, I mean, it's good, but it doesn't give you what Metallica is. Right. So if that's like the first thing that they released from Injustice, it wouldn't really like sell it. But once you listen to every fucking thing on the album and you end with that, it's like, oh, perfect. I just fucking got out all my aggression I could ever possibly have. Right. So let's do it again.
0: Yeah, I would say Hardwired, uh, the song, is mediocre to good mediocre. It's cool because it, 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 you just can't have expectations that they're going to make... Another fucking master of puppets. James's voice does. is different. I know. James's voice is different. They yeah. have a different basis. Kirk isn't as good. He's wadding the fuck out of everything. And Lars lost a limb in some way in the past twenty years. But with so with all <laughs> that <laughs> considered, and they're old man. Yeah. But they can still write it. Yeah. So from a writer standpoint, I was just like, "Hardwired's okay." Yeah, it's just, okay. Just it's fine. Do better next time. And then they release Moth Moth into Flame. And it was like, holy shit, all of a sudden you hear, like, Hetfield getting growly again. Yep, yep. It's heavy. It's chug-chug. The drums are simple. And it's not too fast. Right, right, right. Uh, and it kind of just flows. It goes yep. from riff to riff, which is f- what Metallica does. Yeah. Well, the Kirk solo is actually really long. It starts off really slow and it kind of builds, which right. he did a lot in Justice. And he would just, like, lick it at the beginning and then he'd just touch on it and keep building. And then all of a sudden he's in a full solo. They do that in uh, Blackened. Um, oh right, which is good because the
1: solo from Hardwired was like, God, what
0: are you doing, yeah. dude? So yeah, Moth into Flame is definitely a solid. I like it. It's I a good truly song. like it. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, side note, I was on YouTube today and saw that someone, I th- I think they covered it, but they covered it perfectly and did it in an "Justice for All" tone. Holy, oh, different. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, it's so good. And they put, took out all, out, all the uh, um, vocals because no one can sound like Hatfield, right? But Yeah, so it was just the song and it was a solid,
1: it sounded so good. Nice. Yeah, I like Hardwired a little more now. Um, I still don't love it. I I, I think it's just them trying to do their old self, but they can't because they're 55. Right. Like what I've expected from, because I think that's what we got with Death Magnetic and that's why it wasn't the best thing ever because they were trying to do their old stuff. Um, or a new version of their old stuff. And what I was hoping that they would go for is more of a low type thing. Like we're gonna just go completely different. It's still gonna be Metallica, but it's not gonna be like thrash because we're that's not what we do anymore. But I mean, Moth and New Flame is great and but it's hardwired, like you said, being the first single was just not a good choice because they did what they tried to do back then just not good enough.
0: Well, it was like it was almost like hardwired was a, an, a song that didn't make the last album. That's I how know. it
1: felt to me. Like, well, I, we got to hear the rest of it, though. I mean, we only have two songs. I th- supposedly, this album's like
0: three fucking CDs. Who buys CDs anymore? How many songs? I don't mean? know.
1: I'm purchasing it.
0: <laughs> but no, there's like. No, I know. There's like 13 original songs. There's like 13 unreleased songs. And there's like 10 covers that they do. Yeah. And it's all part of that one album. Well, I mean,
1: it's good. It's been eight years since they
0: released the other one. He had to record. Yeah. Record something. I, and I think there's a bunch of live stuff in between all,
1: all of it. There's like the studio album part and then I have a bunch, a bunch of budget. Um yeah, Moth and New Flame's great. Hardwired is just it's not, like I said, it's not the worst thing. That that second riff that pops up before the solo, as soon as that starts, I just like, i I'm like, this is terrible.
0: The parts that I don't like in, in Hardwired is the lyrics. Yeah. The, We're so fucked! Yeah, <laughs> shit out of lock.
1: It's like, come Whoa, on, James. You're you're I mean, you're right, but.
0: You are fucked. Clearly, <laughs> no. It's hard to Sorry, dog neighbors. on them. They're still making music. As long as it's
1: mediocre to decent, I would honestly say just keep going. <laughs> I mean, it makes you happy. I mean, I don't want them to stop, and I'm not gonna like criticize them in terms of like you guys suck. It's just don't just don't go as hard as you used to go. Just find a different avenue. Well, load. They can easily do load at this age. That's what I was hoping that uh, Rick Rubin was going to bring out of them, but. I gotta can't forget Like he has his roots In Slayer and shit So he's like All about that True Like there's a lot I noticed a lot of stuff Listening back to Death Magnetic Where James is more like Shouting than singing Yeah And I'm like Rick would never say To not do that Because he loves Slayer And that's what Slayer does Like Not to say that Slayer's bad But there's a lot of stuff Where they're just like Yelling Like screaming People think it's doesn't fit, but it can be in tune. And when you hear it out of tune, you can obviously tell some of Slayer stuffs are like shouting. They're not even like, right, right, right. And it has the aggression, which you want to go for, but that's never what Heffield has ever done. He's never done that. No, he's always been right in tune. He's the craziest, most talented, untalented human being I've ever seen in my life. That's like
0: exactly what he is. He didn't even (laughs) know the notes on the guitar through like load
1: to play. Some of the complicated (laughs) riffs that he plays and sing at the same time? Yeah. What? And he writes... He basically writes
0: the album. Him and, Him Lars, and Lars go, go to write, town. And well, then Kirk just solos over it all. Yeah. Well, that's how it used to be. Like, the first five right. albums. Like, they wrote the bass parts and were just like, do this, Jason, because we don't know who you are. Right. Cliff's <laughs> gone. He's not writing his own part anymore. So figure your shit out. Yeah. And yeah. The, so now they're all like collabing, which is fine. But ever yep. since they started collabing, it's been kind of a
1: downhill. Well, and I've been going back and listening, and I I'm sure I've done this, but I never like focused on it. All the riffs that Hetfield plays while Kirk is soloing. Like the riff usually oh. change while Kirk is soloing and he's doing crazy shit underneath. I'm yeah. like, dude, what are you doing? You don't even know what you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fast, dude. Oh, it's God, usually it's so really good. fast under it. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna give this beer a two. That's fine. I'm giving it a two.
0: I think I I just have been in such a pale ale mode that I wanted to give it a
1: nine. But yeah. I mean, we, like you said earlier, we were not looking for pale ale. We're looking for October or a fall seasonal or something. And it does say seasonal. I wonder if it's just, or behind a season.
0: Cause it just, cause it was on like the for sale, the sale rack. the for
1: sale Everything's for sale in the <laughs> store.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it does say seasonal, but because it was like on sale, I'm wondering if it was a summer seasonal, who knows? Yeah. Two stars. I'm good with that. The mom, she knows how to
1: fucking laser Put these, these on. on. here, yeah. I mean, this is... They feel so nice. Yep. We're petting our beers. You can't <laughs> see it. I'm stroking mine, actually. <laughs> um, quick rundown of our rating system. Three stars is best beer ever. It's amazing. Two stars is good. Worth trying. No, fuck. I always mess it up. Two stars is really good. Two stars is really great. One <laughs> star is worth trying. I mixed the two together. I just can't get my words straight. And zero stars is like, don't even worry about it. New Orleans New Orleans, mm-hmm. New Orleans. Nice. So this is too I mean it's it's great If you're in Columbus You know Langrant. Land Grant Pick it up Try it It's I good I really truly like Land Grant It might be one I of my Land favorite
0: Grant. locals By far
1: Land Grant Actual Seven Sun I mean all of our local breweries Seven Are so Sun. good man You know Like not- I forget about some And then I'll have one of the beers And I'm just like wow Like I'm not a huge fan of like Four String That's true
0: um, Homestead, I've only had like two of their beers, but the same don't thing was. I think I've had
1: a Homestead, actually. I think we did Homestead's Farmhouse Ale on the podcast. Oh, was that the one with the seven on the front that I was trying to I believe? To think so, of? Well, Homestead think, Tank Ale or something? Yeah, I think we actually gave it a three. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, um, but yeah, Butterclone always tried to get us to four string. four string. I'm it's not terrible, but I'm just because that's about what Switchblade it, was. Yeah, Switchblade, and we had some summer one with him like a year and a half. Ago. Didn't like the summer
0: one, he was pissed. Mm. Uh, Wolf's Seven Ridge, son, Seventh Son. I've only had their. What is it, Cumulus,
1: Cumulus humulus Nimbus, yeah, Cumulus Nimbus. One well, that sounds like a Harry Potter broomstick. Sounds like a wizardry fact. <laughs> wizardry fact, yeah. Sixteen ninety five, humulus Nimbus came to be, <laughs> <laughs> was erected. I've. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been uh, to the brewery. Three or four times and everything that I've had on tap. Because I know like... Do they I love make the, different beers? Oh, yeah. I feel like I've only seen the, like, the, the red and the blue. Tall yeah, the Humulus Nimbus and then the American Strong Ale. I can't remember the name of it. Hmm. Um, they're both good, but I have that, the Humulus Nimbus so much. It's one of my favorites that when I go to the brewery, I purposely don't get it. I try all the other stuff and I've never been disappointed. It's all good. It's oh, all that good. is right there on 4th Street. Yeah, we should stop down there. Uh-huh. We should actually...
0: Go down there and Mm, yell at them. We do a podcast and drunk around. (laughs) Drunk around. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's get into some awesomeness. Star Wars. Or Game of Thrones. (laughs) Or Game of Thrones. (laughs) Or a little bit of both. So
1: where did you get this from? Is this new or is this like something just you recently Uh, got into? It's not new. So uh, we're talking about the Game of Thrones card game. So we got X-Wing miniatures last year. And as much as I enjoyed it, Mopar was not as huge of a fan, and it's so time consuming, complicated to set up, so many rules, blah, blah, blah. So I've been looking for a board or a card game that like all of our buddies could play together. Because we all like enjoy risk, but it takes yeah. fucking 12 hours to play fucking risk. So something that's a little more complicated and strategic than risk, but doesn't take as long to set up. Right. So enter Game of Thrones, the card game. It's the second edition. They re-released it, I think, last beginning of last year. So there's already like 15 expansions already besides like this main thing. But they have, I mean, I got this this main one at Burns and Noble. Burns and Noble has actually a decent selection of like games. nerdy board games Oh, and stuff. absolutely. So it's called a living card game, which means that all the packs have the same cards in them every time. As opposed to like magic where it's collectible, where you never know what you're going to get in the same thing like magic though this is so this is not a
0: magic knockoff but it's kind of like based around that style of play
1: yeah so but as soon as I opened it up I was excited because you got eight of the main houses which is cool Mm -hmm. and the best thing about it is all the characters they're like a special ability and stuff that's on the card relates exactly to what they do in the show yeah like when you see exactly what like Tyrion Lannister gets to do with this card, it's like, oh, that makes fucking perfect sense based on like what I've read in the book or seen in the show and stuff. He bangs whores, bangs whores. Uh, let's go out, <laughs> mail on whores. <laughs> That's an always sunny quote. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. We, I mean, we Tommy boy and I played it while my brother was here. We learned most of it probably in two rounds. So I mean, it seems complicated at the first game, but it's it was pretty easy to pick up. It's fun. There's, so this is by Fantasy Flight, the same people that make X-Wing. They have a Star Wars card game, same setup, and Lord of the Rings, and some other random universe that I've never heard so of. So why did you get the Star Wars one? I didn't know. that they had it? Done fucked up. I didn't know. Also, it's cool to go back, like, to balance out the sci-fi with some fantasy now and then is always nice. Yeah. And I've been wanting to get back into Game of Thrones anyway, so this is perfect. You know,
0: the only limitation on this is because it is, like you said, a living card game. That everything's the same. There's not so much diversity. So I feel like, will you play it like for a couple weeks, and you'll you'll just have it figured out, and you're going to be a certain team and play it a certain way, and that that kind of is the strength. Whereas in Magic, dude, the shit's all over. And you could just whip out a dragon at some point, And you're just like, I didn't know that card existed. Oh, shit.
1: Well, to that I say, I'm purposely not looking at what's in every pack. I know it's going to be the same for everyone that gets like that particular, like the Night's Watch, like booster pack or whatever. But yeah. I'm just, I'm purposely not looking so I can get that and be excited at all the new characters. And then it's still kind of fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's two Game of Thrones books that haven't even come out. I mean, they started this card game back before the show started. Right, Like when it was just the books. And they based every based most of the, the first edition off of that.
0: Well, I noticed the uh, card art, it doesn't look anything
1: like the no. actual actors. No, not at all. I mean, it's all original art. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to keep making boosters and expansions like as they go through books six and seven, which aren't even out yet. Speaking of, I saw on Twitter that they he pushed back Winds of Winter, which is the sixth book of Game of Thrones, to 2018. Why? Because he has heartburn? Jesus Christ! Well, people are complaining, but they forget that Game of Thrones came out a long time ago. Like, if you think of the amount of time he spent between each book, I mean, he's doing that again. Everyone just now that the show's out, we're all impatient, and we have the internet and stuff. We're just like, hurry what's,
0: up! What's the rules on that, dude? There the, are no rules. Well, I'm saying like, does the who's producing the series, HBO? Yeah. Does HBO have a complete rights to do whatever fuck they want? They well, don't have to. follow stories.
1: They're already past where he is in the books. I thought for they were right characters at. for certain oh, characters. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up just so I can clarify like the years that everything came out. There's a little
0: meme <laughs> for you. Talks about the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: so awesome, dude! You have to it's, repost that.
0: It's making fun of uh, this guy has ridiculously square hair. It's like an Asian guy, and it's I mean, it looks fucking. Thick and just square. And it says, uh, the barber asked, what do you want? He said, do you remember the graphics from Goldeneye 64? Say no more. Dude,
1: it looks exactly like it. That's so funny. (laughs) Uh, So I take back what I said about him taking the same amount of time. I just completely fucked all that up. Say that again. I said that he took the same amount of time. I saw somebody said that. I shouldn't have quoted it because it was wrong. Um, Game of Thrones came out in 96- Book 2, 99. Book 3, 2000. So those ones were quick. Book 4, 2005. Book 5, 2011. Jesus, so he just went off the map. Which, it, got, it took longer from book 4 to 5 than it did for all the other ones. And I think it's going to take even longer from 5 to 6 because you got to the point where there's so many characters I wonder if he's and watching so the show. many storylines going on well he's in he was involved in the first few seasons like actually working on it and then they and kicked him out I don't know if it's that it was just he like it's it's going a different direction on purpose and that's fine but I mean he's got to focus on the book getting it done oh,
0: I love the universe man, man. so detailed I'm kind of confused about the universe because they they focus on like two continents well there are and- two continents in the world yeah Oh, they've never, I don't remember them like actually explaining that. In the show, it's not as
1: explicit. Okay, so there's only two continents. There's two continents.
0: But it's Westeros and Essos. Essos?
1: So Dan Eris has been in Essos the whole time so far.
0: Right. Well, she's on her her way.
1: Yeah. Well, now she's on her way back.
0: But is there anything west of Westeros?
1: I don't think so. Does it go back to
0: Essos or whatever?
1: I mean, if we think of it like a globe, then yeah, it would just go to circle around. But but I've seen a map, they, and there's just two maybe continents. Maybe they haven't
0: found America yet. There might be. Korea and Comesto. I
1: don't know what the fuck <laughs> this kid's trying to say. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, it is a little confusing, but I mean, I, I love the detail.
0: It's almost like it's set up where... Like...
1: Set up where... We, exi-
0: like, it now is existing. Like, with all our technology and everything, and something bad happens, and... Like nuclear war. And now it's like a thousand years after our nuclear war. And people are just like
1: dragons and shit. No, I never got that feeling at all. Like, I got the feeling that it was a completely, I mean, just like Star Wars, a completely different universe. It isn't a completely different universe,
0: it's a galaxy in the same universe. Star Wars, Star Wars freak? Meh. It's the first thing they say.
1: The galaxy far, far away. Long time ago. I've never, I've never,
0: no. <laughs> I never.
1: No, nope, uh-huh. I never have. I mean, I know it says that. Obviously,
0: we just don't know about it because the force doesn't exist in our galaxy.
1: Where the on Vong oh, Let's get the fuck in there. We hate shit. They, <laughs> they can't. Can, they can't control us. That we own the force. Going there with snake wh- whips and. I mean, I know it says at the beginning of the movies and stuff, but I've never like. It wasn't. I don't think it was intended to be like. In our universe, I think it was just you know, a, a kind of story. connect. Like, yeah. like hey, makes it make it a little more human. This could have. right? Yeah, I mean, I've always taken um, Game of Thrones to be totally separate. In Lord of the Rings, or I should say The Hobbit, because I haven't read the Lord of the Rings books, there is a little bit more mention of our world, and that's why it's called Middle Earth there, where it's like this kind of pseudo place that like could exist. I mean, he talks about like... Like, in the first chapter, when he's explaining Hobbits and stuff, he's talking about like when people like us start blundering around like... Hobbits can hear us coming a mile away, and they're like super stealthy and they hide. Like he throws ca- that kind of stuff in there once in a while, hmm. but it's never really explained. So I mean, it's just its own thing. Uh, but yeah, Game of Thrones is just—it's
0: the business. Um, tomorrow we have a Rogue One trailer that's going to be releasing tomorrow
1: morning. Yep, and the so, poster came out this evening. This evening. So by the time you hear this, you already saw the trailer. Yeah. And you already saw the poster. know more next week. You know, I was thinking about this today.
0: Would you be surprised if they threw like a cameo of R two D two in there?
1: Um, so I feel like it's no, it's I wouldn't be re- surprised. It's the
0: rebellion. Vader's going after the or the rebellion's going after the plans for the Death Star. Who's directly involved with that? Mon Mothma. Princess Leia, Leia, Wedge Antilles. And they all, and the droids are already with them. So maybe we'll see like a, a video message and then you'll see just like R2-D2 in the background of the video message. Something stupid like that. But. I mean, I wouldn't
1: hate it. I just, I feel like they're purposely moving away from the episodes, quote unquote.
0: But this is, feels so classic and they could just do that and it wouldn't change a fucking thing. It'd just be like... <gasps>
1: I heard that beep Yeah Yeah I mean I wouldn't Obviously I wouldn't hate R 2 I just I don't want them to try To throw in some of the other stuff I guarantee you they will Like they did in episode 7 And that's a lot, fine A lot a Because lot. it's continuing The storyline And in a way Restarting the storyline This is totally different I want it to be Dark I want it to be I don't want Finn's Like little quips And one liners And jokes Like I don't want that stuff In there really
0: yeah, I hope it leaves me depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the Rebellion's fucked. And then that's why A New Hope is so bright and shimmery like there is a new hope. Like, people, we I wouldn't say got, bright and shimmery, but they pull through. Yeah, they blow up a Death Star. Stupid. Bright. <laughs> Force slipping down. Yeah, I know. The pod race
1: seems cooler and cooler next to the Death Star with the exhaust vent. Well, up until that little exhaust vent. Exhaust port, whatever. The Death Star Trenchman, sweet. Love it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Porkins pull up. Oh, oh I gotta sub on my lap. Talk <laughs> over. <web. laughs> yeah. Love it. Porkins. No, I mean I'm not like I'm not I would never complain about seeing like an R2 cameo, but I just think and hope. And pray and squeeze. And pray. <laughs> Wish and talk. Uh that they're gonna go a different direction with it.
0: I'm hoping they do. Because that would just... It would open up the floodgates to... Dude, you don't have to do Star Wars in the traditional Star Wars Well, they have like, to
1: do it with this one. They have to do it right because if they're talking about all these little side spin-off anthology movies. They have to do it right now correctly or else everyone's going to be like, well, obviously Disney, unless you're going to do the main storyline, it's fucked. So we don't even... Well, actually, Star Wars fans would see it no matter what, but... You know what I mean. It would lose a lot of credibility if they if right. they
0: fucked this one right, up. Right,
1: right, right. Well, because it, like, of... it looks like they've they've done everything perfectly. Yeah, it looks like that. I mean, it's like... But we saw the Suicide Squad trailer, with the exception of Bohemian Rhapsody <clears throat> playing in the background. We were like, fuck yeah. And we saw it, and we cried. Yeah, that whole Eminem scene. So bad, dude. So weird. Music, music licensing in that was just so bad. I didn't think it was bad, but
0: that song came along as like... Why? Right. No. God. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to resee that.
1: Resee see it. I'd I'm like def- to see I'm it again. I'm definitely going to see it again. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, I was I, just thinking about this. I, there's a lot of movies I need to buy because Civil War came out. I need to buy that and watch it. I just it. watched it again. Yeah. Ant-Man I still don't own. I need to buy and watch that. I do need
1: to watch that again. Yeah.
0: Uh. And I still, it's been like two years, I still haven't purchased Guardians.
1: Yeah, I would like to see it's that again. Still
0: fucking twenty five dollars on Blu Ray.
1: Well, it's a good movie. I um, know the n- s- that was weird. Well, no, we hit this like weird note, like <laughs> awkward <laughs> harmonized. It made me poop. <laughs> uh, brown note. Guardians two comes out. I think it's May. Well, yeah, and then we oh, got shit, Doctor Strange next month. So there was a I didn't even know about this. There was um um a, a theater preview of Doctor Strange where they showed like ten minutes of the movie or something. Why didn't we know about this? Because what happens is all of our buddies in the Rogue Squadron, we have a giant group text. And when everybody says anything important, it just gets flooded around like memes and like bullshit. And we just, we we miss, we like skip right over it. Yeah. So Tommy Boy texted us about this. Dr. Strange preview and all I saw was Dr. Strange and I was like oh yeah that comes out soon we just talked about that on the podcast didn't even see that it was like a little preview teaser thing blah 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 and then all of a sudden on Monday he's like lined up at the theater ready to see this little sneak peek Dr. Strange and I was like what damn it I didn't know
0: it's my bad
1: just like you (laughs) you open your phone back up to 100 texts about nothing and then just kind of yeah
0: yeah, there's two two things, <laughs> huge things that people get pissed when I miss it. But 98 <laughs> boob jokes and shit. I'm like, I can't look through all this. And Lord Carter pops
1: in, just pissed, pissed. Anyways. Yeah. So. yeah but yeah, so uh, from the way Tommy Boy kind of described it to us was like, it's going to put Inception to shame. Like the dream and like the crazy physics sequences from Inception, it like puts that to shame. As far as how he's like manipulating like physics and reality and stuff. Well, yeah, that that's why even after reading that, uh,
0: what should we call it, book, the comic book, A uh, comic, yeah. Well, no, what, what's the uh, origin story? Even after reading that, like the extent of his power and what he actually does, yeah, so yeah. up in the air, and I'm not really sure where it stops because his his titles is uh, Sorcerer Supreme, right. Sounds like a fucking special at Taco Bell. I don't. Can I it get one actually, sorcerer supreme? No tomatoes. <laughs> Mild sauce, please. Um, <laughs> but like, what does that mean? And when you're looking at like what's actually happening in those trailers, you're like, Jesus. Well, and that's why, like, seeing him in Civil War. Oh no, it was in the comic.
1: I was going to say the comic Civil War.
0: So the comic Civil War, Doctor Strange talking to the One, which is his teacher, mm-hmm. and basically, Stephen, why aren't you in it? And he's just like. The one, his teacher basically asked him, "Steven, why aren't you in it? You could just alter this with a blink of your eye. And he's like, because that's, that's why I'm not in it. I would I don't want to choose sides and just choose humanity's
1: fate with a, my dangus. But, <laughs> they mentioned a little bit of that in the trailer, too. They were just like, the Avengers are protecting us from the physical dangers. Yeah. and But we need, I can't remember exactly what the word was. From the, the spiritual was. world or something
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah, because in the origin story, he's like, Interacting with gods, Athena helps him out. At one point, he gets stuck, so crazy. and it's like weird. Like these beliefs all of a sudden become reality, and they're like forces of energy that help him or hurt him. And the, the, like the bad, evil spirits are going after this evil power and the devil. And yeah. it's just like, what? Is I think I'm gonna heaven? like it a lot. Woo! Yeah, it was. It was. It's. It's cool because it does kind of stretch your reality. You're, you're so used to the Hulk just rape, rape, kill, done, and then that's it. Stephen Strange is going out there like folding Earth in half, looking for a demon and shit. I don't even know if it's, it's an actual demon, but like an evil spirit. Minds.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. And that's always so good to have a change. I think there's critics that are saying like, there's so many Marvel movies happening, and they have so many more planned, and they're just doing the same thing over and over again. That's why Guardians was such a breath of fresh air for the for the franchise. It was totally different than everything that they've done. Yeah.
0: It was like a, an Avengers Goonies, like a bunch, a band of. <laughs> Misfits get together, they go after a rock. It
1: was like Star Wars goonies, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think Dr. Strange is gonna do that for us too. And I, I, it looks like I'm gonna really love it. So, interesting. Um, in terms of Star Wars books, there's a lot coming out. Um, as of this recording, yesterday the Ahsoka novel released. Mm-hmm. People are freaking out on Twitter. Everyone loves Ahsoka, she's a fan favorite.
0: Well, yeah, so like you said, last episode or nine episodes ago or a year ago. Uh, she's like the best thing that was ever created that shouldn't yeah.
1: exist it's because Anakin was it. so
0: unstable he should have never had a Padawan. Right. Um, but the fact that he did, it's fine, and she ended up being a fucking badass. Gee, yeah, she's And awesome. now we see her in Rebels attacking Vader straight on, and it's just like, Jesus, she's wicked, and she's yeah. cool, and she's not tied to the Jedi. Right. So recently I rewatched the battle scene between them, and it just, her stance on everything, because she said, I will avenge... Anakin's death cause she she said Anakin I won't leave you and he's like Anakin I killed Anakin years ago or whatever he was
1: weak or something
0: yeah and, she, and then she stood there and said I will avenge his death and Vader says uh of or revenge of avenge his death she, and Vader said revenge isn't a Jedi thing she said I am no Jedi and she goes right at him that like sweet shit grey Jedi or grey
1: yeah. force user whatever you want to call him." yeah well according to what Demma has said so far um he was at New York Comic Con last week, by the way. So he got it early because it was out there. If you were there, you got it early. Um, but he said it's a lot of Jedi in hiding type of thing. Like If you were to imagine like what a novel would be like if we were uh, learning about Obi-Wan when, post-episode three and before episode four. So there's some Jedi in hiding elements to it, which I think could be pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, she pops back up in Rebels. I watched Clone Wars, but I did not... like focus intently on the entire series so to see her come back as this adult well, for she, a good cause but no she's not a Jedi and even when they that's that episode where they go back to the Jedi temple on Lothal and they're like Ahsoka open the Jedi temple because they have to like use the force to open it and she's like uh, I better not I'm not actually a Jedi anymore like stuff like that's actually pretty cool. Well, she owned up to it.
0: Well, yeah. Well, she didn't own up to it. She walked away from the council. Right. We, we oh, talking yeah. about that. Yeah. So she, it was kind of just like the word Jedi left a poor taste in her mouth because yeah. she called him out and was right. You guys are fucking around. You're not even do even like doing real Jedi things anymore. You're all lost in this this swirl of nonsense. Clearly, someone has power over you guys because Tarkin's like proving her to be guilty and shit, and she wasn't even close to being guilty. <laughs> So she was like, fuck you guys. I'm done. Yeah. And it's cool to see her go do her own thing, not be part of the Jedi, and be successful. She's strong as fuck. Yeah. If come. you can go up, anyone goes up against Vader and doesn't die, you're strong as fuck. That's my point of view. Yep. You you threw lettuce at Vader and got away with it?
1: <laughs> Dude, you're strong as fuck, man. Vader's trying to tell stand-up jokes. throw Tomatoes at him. <laughs> what? <laughs> um... Yeah, man, her her comeback in Rebels is sweet. Maul's comeback in Rebels is awesome too, and I really hope that we get some Maul novels because the stuff that we have that's like Episode One timeline is not canon; it's legends. So hopefully, we get something new about him because he's now a fan, he was never not a fan favorite, but now he's especially a fan favorite that he's back. I'm still struggling in the with spotlight. Him. I started watching the, the new episode of the new season,
0: and he's in it quite a bit, and just he's almost a joke to himself. Like, you see him in episode one and he's just ragingly pissed and wants to annihilate everything in his path. Now he's like hanging out with Ezra and just like chilling it and trying... He was going after holocrans. But, yeah, it's just I don't think it's a
1: spoiler. I didn't even watch the entire episode. I haven't watched season three yet. I'm but kind of waiting so I can watch him in bulk.
0: Maul, yeah, Maul's in it, and it's just kind of shifty, weird. There's also a really fucking
1: stupid part. But I'm talking <laughs> about Maul. All right, well, yeah, I haven't started season three yet, but Maul in the last two episodes of season two, when he pops back up... Makes complete sense. awesome, and he's I just love that he's... Sitting he's... There
0: build- but he's all, all, all of a sudden become, like, conniving.
1: Yes. Which he wasn't before. He was exactly. just a raging bull. But he's not a Sith anymore, really. Because he's he's like like Dooku now. Like the Sith took me when I was a child and like stole my entire life away. And then threw me aside like I was nothing. There's one line he says that like encapsulates mm -hmm, it perfectly. mm -hmm. It was something along that. And I was just like, Maul has, as far as we've seen, has never like thought that deeply about stuff like that. He's always just been Rage Monster on everything. So it was really cool to see him come back and like actually have a purpose as opposed to being a pawn. Well, it's
0: like a, a Sidious hangover. <laughs> like you're raised by Sidious and he puts yeah. you through all that yeah. and you just yeah. get cut in half. Exactly. And then you wake up the next day, you're like, oh my God, my body sucks. Yeah.
1: And Sidious is like, I don't need you anymore, bitch. I got an Anakin. I got this old ass guy. He's rich <laughs> as fuck. He's running my army for me. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, was. I'm excited to start season three. You so
0: it, it kind of makes me mad. Well, it's not fun canon anymore, but in the Plagueis book, when Palpatine comes across Maul, it really should be canon. Did you read it? I always forget. No, not yet. No, um, so many bucks. Yeah, we're <gasps> fucked when he gets them. The rule of two is in like full swing and Plagueis is not fucking having it. You are not training another Sith. And okay. Sidious like legitimizes it. He's like, Tell you what, I'm gonna put him through some crazy training, show him a few things, see what he can do, because he could be in a, a major asset to us. Right. And he does and he goes off and does something like perfectly. And Plagueis is like, Okay, okay, I see your point. We can
1: keep him. Like that's kind of like, like a what, pet. That's kind of like what Dooku does with Asage.
0: Yeah. I when he think, first th- finds her. I still think like Asajj and Dooku kind of like work together at some points though. S- like Sidious straight finds a child, trains him and uses him and then he dies and he's like, yeah, anyways. But
1: I mean in terms of from Sidious to Dooku, Asajj is oh, a yeah, pawn. Yeah. From yeah. Dooku to Asajj. But even then though, because that's why she's so pissed and she wants to kill him. Cause like he, act, you weren't a part of this plan at all. He acted like she was family, and then all of a sudden, like stop, cast her away. Yeah, that's the Sith ways. It is. Bitch. Can't get pissed. Play the game. Game of Sith. So we uh, a few episodes ago talked about Dark Disciple. Uh, we're trying to catch up on the new canon, new EU stuff. Um, everyone's said good things about this book, and I don't want to sound like a jerk and say that it's bad because it's not a bad book. I'm just not into it at this point. I'm I'm even worse than you are. If it doesn't catch my
0: catch me like first right. like twenty thirty pages, which is like, it's like you, that's the whole point of a book. I know, like catch me, I know, grab me, and then take me through the story that you want to tell.
1: Which is frustrating because like I I desperately want to catch up on what the new canon is supposed to be and learn some background info, but at the same time, like I feel like I don't want to force myself to read a book just because it's a Star Wars book. So I got almost 100 pages into Dark Disciple, and I was like, this is really not grabbing me. I'm going to put it down. I picked up the uh, novelization of Force Awakens. It came out in paperback last week. So I grabbed that, and I know that this one is going to be much more enticing because as I read it, I'm going to be thinking of what happened in the movie on screen. And I'm going to be like replaying the movie in my head as I watch it. I'm like, oh, this is more extra behind the scenes stuff that we didn't really get to see. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been waiting for. Like more info about Starkiller, more info like from Kylo Ren's perspective and all that stuff. So I'm excited to start and dive into that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I- Dark Disciple just...
0: Off a little bit off, well, not a little bit off of the book reading and comparing it to a movie. I was I'm reading still. I kind of stopped over the past like three weeks, but I was reading Christine by uh, Stephen King. Yeah, and I have seen the movie hundreds of times. So when I go in, and the book is a long fucking book, and they right. stretch it out. Right. There's a few scenes in there that are completely added. Blah blah blah. But some of the scenes are getting really slow. But I know I'm still comparing it. Like, I see what they pulled and what they didn't, and it's still cool to me. So that's why I'm assuming, like, the same thing will happen if if I start getting through that. Yeah. Cause it's you know, the story. Right. So you're just looking at the details, what they chose and what they didn't. Now, was this written
1: prior to the movie or after? I have no idea, actually. It didn't release until after the movie came out, obviously, Um, which I think is different because I think the Rogue One novel is set to come out before the movie. That would suck if someone spoiled that. Dima might have misspoken to me, but misspoked, misspaked. We'll see.
0: <laughs> Misspake.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know it didn't release until like late December of uh, of last year of 2015, because we were talking about that after the movie came out. Like the movie yeah. was sweet. I want to read the book. Yeah. Um. So I don't know when it was written doesn't really say, but the paperback just came out last week. But yeah, I'm excited to, to, to read that. And the books are always, I don't ever want to, I used to say the books are better. I think I just said that last fucking week about Game of Thrones. <laughs> books better, man. But the books are just always more detailed. And you always get to see things from a character's point of view, as opposed to just this character's doing that, this character's doing that, blah, blah, blah.
0: Well, the, the thing the books can do is they can show the inside of what a character's thinking. Mm-hmm you can't do that at all. Well, what The only thing you can pull from a, uh, like a movie or a, a series that you can't do from a book is facial expressions. Right. And that's how you're supposed to understand like what the character's thinking. Ah, uh, Arya's face is all cringed up. She's probably scared or worried or something. Right. But in the book, she's, she's going to be like, I'm scared and worried.
1: Well, <laughs> that's one thing that I loved about Labyrinth of Evil. And this is why people, if you've heard me rave about why I like Dooku, part of it comes from that book. Because in the movies, he's just a really old actor that can't even move. Saruman ups up there swinging a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. He actually didn't even swing it; it was a stunt double. Anyways, butterflies. He doesn't do much in the movie, but if you read the book and you get to you're inside his head, is his thoughts? Why is he working with Sidious? Why is he running the separatists? All that kind of stuff. You don't get that from the movie, and you have a much more appreciation for that character.
0: Well, it has to be the same thing with me and uh, The Rise of Darth Vader. Because you everyone sees Darth Vader and is just like, that's the epic bad guy. That's one of my favorite. That's one of the best villains ever. Right. You never hear his fucking thoughts. Right. And this book is like 100% his thoughts, and he's just like, I want to kill some more bitches. And it's just like, <laughs> yep. dude, yes. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so that's why... I really enjoy Star Wars books in general because oh, yeah. they jump perspectives. Yep. And like the Plagueis book goes all the fuck because it starts like the first six or seven chapters is just out, or uh, Plagueis, and then it goes into Palpatine, and you it starts warping and then it kind of finishes with Palpatine because he's the master of evil.
1: Darth. Only a master of evil, Darth. So there's a number of books that are going to be coming out. Tying to Rogue One Also Aftermath you heard of You've heard of that right It came uh, out I think I own it Last Force Friday There's Wait good. It came out last year Oh yeah yeah okay. Aftermath did I didn't know it was going to be a trilogy So there's three Aftermath books
0: I think I have Life Day The deck, second one just came out
1: s- Life Day yeah Second one Remember, do. Out of three So I didn't know that And then obviously Ahsoka just came out Rogue One books are coming out um, There's just a lot of content You know And I'm glad they didn't What You know what what? What do I
0: know? Now that I'm thinking about it, no, one like of the star, the only Star Wars books that I didn't enjoy was Star Wars Allegiance, and in that there is a band. I think it's a band of stormtroopers that go rogue. Really? And after thinking about it, look at what fucking Finn did. Like maybe that they, they kind of were pulling shit from all over and making it work into a movie. I mean, I'm sure I, they got ideas from a lot of spots. I truly, didn't enjoy
1: the book. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of a. Star Wars book that I really didn't like. Have you read the Death Star book? No. no. I have it there, but I didn't read it.
0: Jesus, there's so much. And none of this content even fucking matters. That's why we're trying to catch and up on stuff that thing. matters. That's the thing.
1: Even if I did enjoy it, it probably was still a really good book. Like, Tarkin was really well written. But at the yeah. end of the day, I was like, why are Tarkin and Vader getting dude by, like, five Rebels? That's my problem with the Rebels show, too. Like, come on. Like,
0: Ezra's putting up with Vader. No sit as we're down and let him know that he's gonna die and now he's dead. Exactly. Now. Done. Absolutely not. He's either even on Malachor, which is like a dark side like place. Sith In, a, in a Sith temple with a Sith holo, a holo marker right and fucking there. And two Sith lords. And two Sith, and uh, he, all he's gonna do is you're gonna die braver than
1: most, Epic,
0: but no, he should have already been dead before you said that. And then he just runs away.
1: Yeah, it's a little frustrating. But it's a cartoon. I know.
0: I just I just when when that stuff happens, I try to like understand why and I I try to like throw in okay, Ahsoka's there. She might be neutralizing a lot of power because she's done her own thing for so long. I bet so after she left the Jedi. She was actually able to like experiment with the Force and kind of play with like the living Force. She doesn't have to follow rules. She can kind of right. just test and do shit. Style. And maybe she was like somewhat neutralizing the dark side there. I don't know, but it's possible. Straight up, Vader
1: should just be able to crush the temple with his. Thoughts. Or you got to think, Vader's there. He probably senses that Maul is there. He is looking at Ezra. He already knows Ahsoka's there, and he knows that Kanan is there. Like you got to think, Force can only do so much. If he's trying to focus on all of these things at once, like that's where you can easily get distracted. Well, is is there like a certain amount of dark side to use, and Maul's pulling
0: like forty nine percent of it, I wouldn't and Vader's sitting there just like, dude, give me some back. I got to fight Ahsoka. She's I, young and, <laughs> and a badass. She got two lightsabers. I
1: wouldn't say that as much as he can only. I mean, it's just exactly how we like humans feel. You only have so much like brain power that you can expel. So. If he has got to focus on four different enemies doing different shit, like eventually yeah. he's gonna get distracted by something or get tired out by something.
0: Yeah, and I understand like if you're gonna just crush someone's face, you have to like focus so much, right? And like understand where they're at or where they're gonna be and how much energy is gonna use, and you gotta like build that up. I get it. But Vader, so this is my this is my <laughs> this is my thing. This is my thing. So when I look at how the Jedi conceive the Force. And even Obi Wan says it, and I, and Yoda says it. Yeah, you know the Force is in all living things, right? And we can draw on those living things and use that force energy to do different abilities or whatever. I see Vader as his own power plant of energy because of his emotion, and he can be he can draw on that dark side and draw on his own emotion. Yeah, and he has rage. Like a reserve
1: of anger inside he of him. He is yeah. his own force. energy. Reservoir, power, yeah,
0: power plant. Yeah. Like, he just gets mad, stubs his toe. There goes the fucking Dathomir because he fucking <laughs> blew it up. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but the, that's why it's kind of cool. You know, the Jedi are drawing on all good living things, trees and bushes and shit. Invaders and over here, just like, oh, yep. fucking sand people. And then he goes and kills <laughs> some people. But yeah, I think.
1: No, that's a good point. And that's why it was cool.
0: I always go back to it. I'm sorry, but that the the rise of Darth Vader when he gets his suit, it pisses him off even more that he's not able to move like Anakin Skywalker anymore. Right. Everything he's ever known about using a lightsaber out the fucking window because you can't jump anymore. So he basically you have to has a, well, learn he has a whole to like, new
1: form, pretty right. much. Yeah.
0: And that's why it really does work to his advantage because people assume, like, the Jedi are just going to, oh, he's going to use this form. And he goes flying and just starts (laughs) axe cutting at him. They're like, shit, this isn't a
1: form at all. Yeah, you can really see that when he just, like, he just one-handed is, like, slicing it like Ahsoka. And she has to use both her lightsabers and her entire body weight just to, like, block some of these blows. Yeah. He just doesn't give a damn. And I know I've mentioned it, but, Yeah. That was kind of it.
0: Was from the point of view of the Jedi that was blocking Vader in that book, and he said, "You know, usually you can kind of just parry stuff aside and like just like kind of glance it off the lightsaber." He said, "If I did that, I would lose an arm because he's going to cut through my like blow blow the lightsaber out of my hand and cut my hand off." Yeah. So you kind of just get the fuck out of the way, or you have to completely use because that that was the thing. Everyone just like a Jedi so mobile and so quick. Right. Vader's still quick. He's strong as fuck. So he's still quick, but every little swipe that he does, you can't just move. Like you have to, like, oh shit, yeah. And you, and it, he keeps you in his playing field. He right. slows you down. You can't out, like, right, maneuver him, yeah, because you're are you're still preparing for another block because he could try to chop <laughs> your shit in
1: half. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. like I like Vader Bane's better though. <laughs> I will say one thing they did really well in Rebels is not make, like, because there's a thing that we complain about in the the kids shows is like. The Rebels just do too well all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, the Inquisitors went out kind of crazy. Like, the first Inquisitor at the end of the, f- the first season went out. should not have probably happened that quickly. But they do, do at least well with Vader in terms of him just decimating them. They end up escaping, which is still annoying. But it's not, I mean, it's, you don't see Vader, like, failing at his mission, which is good. Like, when he's in the fight, he's winning most of the time. And they just, like, narrowly escape. They didn't, like, at least make him a total bitch. And at the end of, like, or at the beginning of Season 2, when he just, like, they drop that ATAT on him, like, and they think he's dead, and then he just, like, lifts the whole fucking thing up. He's like, stop! Hey! Pay attention! I'm pissed. (laughs) Still pissed. Love it. So, I'm uh, excited to start Season 3. I'm excited to start this Force Awakens novel. (laughs) Excited to go play some Game of Thrones card game. Battlefield, all is well with the world. Battlefield One comes out. Battlefield One does come out next Next Friday. Well, by the time you listen to this, comes out in this week Thursday night. Yeah. So, um, quick things before we depart. Today marks day numero uno. By the time you're listening to this, of our artist feature week, so you should be seeing some awesome artwork from our dude Venomous popping up on your Twitter and on your Instagram and on your Facebook. Awesome, awesome. Artwork. It's all of Star Wars characters, digital art. But he he
0: throws, he's got his own style. Obviously, every artist right. does right. But he pulls characters that you may not be too familiar with. Like most recently, he dropped a Plagueis art art piece. Yeah, he do, he's done like I, I'm not going to spoil a lot of it, but he he put he pits a couple Sith together that you've never and we've t- even talked about numerous times. Uh, but he did it in an artwork, and it looks you're just like oh shit, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be like our top. I don't even know how many we're going to say. Maybe ten, maybe ten and twelve. Yeah. Um, but of our so just understand the stuff that we put up. There's not all that he has. He has right. a fuck ton, and especially Venomous. Right. Like every day he's dropping something amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and we're
1: just taking the Star Wars stuff, obviously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and which ninety nine percent. I mean, his name is Venomous. So, oh, you got you don't know who Venomous is. Never mind. No,
1: I don't. <laughs> Uh, Enlighten me. No. All right. For another... A good story for another time. So, yeah. Monday...
0: Starting next week or this week, no, when you are listening today, goddamn. Or, well, if you're listening on the day that we dropped this. <laughs> um, but the release date of this episode will be the first day of our artist feature. Like we said, Mr. Venomous, it'll be going for a week. After that week's up, we're going to move on to another artist. So just stay tuned on that. Yep. Everything's going to be uh, posted on our website, com. Indeed. Slash artist. Slash
1: nothing right now. Slash Star Wars. Slash figure it out. dot org. Um <laughs> um and don't forget these artists like they do a lot of, for a lot of them this is what they do. Like this is their living. So if you're a huge Star Wars fan, order some prints or do a commission. I know a or, lot of these people yeah, yeah, do commission, commission work. work yeah. So if
0: you like a style of one of uh, one of these artists, we'll put their links and their their info there so you can get in contact with yeah. them. Uh and we really want to promote their stuff cuz you know, we we see a lot of this cool stuff while we're Instagramming um, And we just want to put collections out there and kind of promote uh, the awesomeness that people are doing. So,
1: Indeed. This is also the first episode that marks us as part of Star Wars Commonwealth, which is a new thing going around on Twitter between a few different Star Wars podcasts banding together, trying to get some extra promo from each, for each other, stop fucking around and make shit actually happen, Star Wars Commonwealth. And you can, uh, you can see the other shows that are involved on Twitter, just hashtag... SW Commonwealth and SWC Pod, two different hashtags. Check us all out. Gen X Wing, who's been a longtime fan of us and vice versa, so we've been a longtime fan of them. Great show. So yeah, just get on there and check us out and follow us on Twitter and do all that other stuff. True.
0: Uh, last thing that we're going to leave you with, we are quickly going through hashtag censor the force oh yeah so i don't know if we mentioned it last episode we've been we've been forced deep into this shit (laughs) um but basically what we're doing is unnecessary censorship from jimmy kimmel yep but we're we're doing it strictly with star wars so we're we're bleeping out normal words and making it sound dirty we've gone through thousands of fucking clips already we we only have about six of them but um (laughs) but yeah so Hashtag censor the force. Just everything spelled it properly. Um, so look for it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Indeed. Um, but we'll we'll be doing a compilation of them. They're fucking hilarious. If you
1: enjoy us, go. It's fucking hilarious. I mean, even if you don't enjoy us, you probably like it anyways.
0: If you got this far and you don't enjoy us, <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. Go to another Star Wars podcast. Don't actually. We'll find you.
1: There is another
0: sky. I'm thirsty beer <laughs>